For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is it. This is the year. Enough dreaming about growing my business online. It's time to get serious about selling in my style, as big as I want to grow, because there's nothing I can't do. It's time to get Shopify and take my business to the next level. Whoa, someone's ready to take on the new year. Oh, oh, I thought I was talking to myself there. But heck yeah, 2023 is my year. That's not your average resolution. That's a revolution. It's, it's a, a new, new year's, year's revolution. revolution. Start selling with Shopify to join the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand. From templates that make site design simple to customizations that let you grow at your pace. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. That's shopify.com slash free 22. Go to shopify.com to start your New Year's revolution today. You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? All right, hey, welcome into On My Block Podcast. I'm your host, Amon Green, with my good friend and teammate, Mike Wall. Uh, we're just checking in with you. It's the offseason, and we got a lot of interesting, still interesting things to talk about. Cap salary, who needs to be on the squad, who may needs to get an Apple and a bus ticket. Um, things of that nature. Um, we've heard that so many different ways of guys are getting cut, seeing the Reaper. Um, what else? What else, Mike? What's other what's other cliches of when you know you might be getting uh sent home from the from the squad? Hey, bus stop, man. That's all Lyman knows the bus stop. The bus stop. Go get, a right. ticket, go get a ticket for the bus stop. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, right now we're in the offseason, like I said, so football might be over for the season, but we got basketball and uh it's in full season, in full stream for both pro and college. So for all your latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next, find out where the next fire coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sporty sport and betting needs. So head over to the website, use your mobile phone or any device that you want to sign up on today and receive your 50% welcome bonus for the first deposit. Just use the promo code believe B L E A V believe to get started. And it's not just basketball. You could bet online, um, in your source for hockey, um, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage, which is the best in the business from sports right down to the favorite Vegas casinos. BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. So BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on your favorite sports and your favorite games. So that's what you're going to do, Mike. BetOnline, where the game starts. So sponsor here 
on us on all my block podcast so here we go let's get the show started so hey so, g one thing to say about about the betting man i think what we can do honestly is where can we get bets so i know i think you can bet on some of the stuff on the combine that would make the combine more interesting because otherwise i don't care like i love that sean McVay is not going right. to the combine like and i think so there's like two other coaches aren't going and it's kind of becoming a thing right because it really doesn't matter but then we know right. that like we do know that if if like half the team stopped going, then some coaches be like, "Well, I'm gonna get like I'm gonna learn something new at the combine that I didn't learn for the last 30 years, but I'm gonna learn right now. Nobody else is gonna get. It. I'm gonna have an advantage." So we know it's gonna stick around, but with, like it would be fun as hell, especially because they got big dudes in underwear running like 40s and whatnot. Like it would be fun to bet on that. Like I, yes. I would actually, I would probably watch it if it was a very convenient way, like bet online or something, to bet on like. Fat Man 40s or the shuttle or For like sure. a broad jump, like stuff you're just like, dude, this has no, what are we, like, what, what are we doing moments, you know? Yeah, bet or on betting like, Or betting like what drills they're going to run because I think they're going to come out with all new drills right now. Really? Oh, well, they had to do something because like, yeah. dude, looking at the drills, like this does not apply at all. I, I remember I was watching something this morning and they had these cones set up, right? So they had an offensive lineman at one cone and then he like kicked back for like five yards then he shuffled for five yards. Then he chased. So it was basically like, okay, you're pass setting. Then you're pass setting to with your your chest towards the sideline, and then you just got beat, so you got to run forty yards. Like none of it. It made no sense whatsoever. Uh, and <laughs> tell me, what situation is that in a football game? I just want to. Well, they're showing a pass. <laughs> like they're they're trying right, to no. do something right, but it's like it's one of those deals where you really just want to see how these guys move because every single line coach in there probably has a different way of doing business. Yeah. So it's like, unless you're going to teach them something, like it would be actually interesting to go in and say, all right, today you're going to learn my way to do business, right? I'm going to teach you something today so they all come away with something right. as opposed to we're going to do this drill that I like that maybe some of these other guys don't find any application for. But one way or yeah. another, it would be fun to bet on some of that stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. It would definitely be fun. Um, prop bets on 40, who runs the fastest big man 40, um, who trips and falls maybe, who pulls up. You know, <laughs> it's a little well, bit of everything. Because you know they can do the overlay now, right? Like the yeah. overlay thing's pretty dope, right? So explain I that. Would love to, so like they'll do like two forties at the start, and they'll put like Julio Jones. Oh, the ghosts, like the ghosts, Brown, right? Right. But yeah. what if they were doing? So this is what I want to see, though. I want to just do like a mix-up where it's like AJ Brown's forty or like Tyree Kills forty versus Tristan Wirfs. Because Tristan yeah. Wirfs is like super fast, but I just want to put it in perspective what fast actually looks like. <laughs> yeah because we know tyreek hill is a burner that, that that would be funny that would be funny and interesting and yeah that would bring some people's eyes like you said for me too i'll be like okay i'm gonna watch this i just want to see the 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 distance between the 10 and yard start of tyreek's to a, a big old lineman um, coming out uh, coming out that three-point stance man that'll be <laughs> yeah just thinking about it gets puts a little puts a little it's smile funny on right my face. yeah it puts a smile on my face so, so here's something that nobody's talking about either is, uh, and it's probably just because all the Aaron Rodgers stuff. But right, the Packers lost Getsy and they lost Hackett. Yep. Um, then they promoted Getsy. So where was Getsy at? Where was Getsy so, at? So Get so Getsy's now going to the Bears, right? He's a coordinator for uh, the Bears. Oh yeah, okay. He was a tight ends right? coach. He was a tight ends uh, coach. I thought he was a quarterbacks coach, right? Quarterbacks coach, tight end. Okay, got it. Um, well, Hackett. So we got four new guys coming in. As uh, new assistant coaches are moving around. So we have Jason Vrabel to they promoted him to wide receivers passing game coordinator. Luke mm-hmm. Buckus was the assistant offensive line coach. I believe he's Dick Buckus's nephew. Nep- nephew. Yep. Right. I read that. He's, I saw he's that. the offensive line coach. Now he was the assistant. Connor Lewis to assist the quarterbacks. And Ryan 
Mahaffey, Mahaffey to assistant offensive line coach. Right. Yeah, I see. So, here's my question. With this team, what positions do we think the coaching actually matters? Because I'm asking because obviously a quarterback, we can we can kind of go probably doesn't matter that much, right? Like I'm sure they're good coaches, but you could probably put anybody in that room and Aaron's going to be all right. Oh yes, for sure. Okay. Um, and there's so what do you think? What do you think of these of these guys? So you got a wide receivers coach. Depending on what happens in the off season, that could be an incredibly important. Yeah. Or not very important at all, right? Depending yep. on depending on who shows up at the end, which we'll talk about later. Uh, you saying so? You saying of the new coaches or just coaches overall? Well, so we lost two guys, and nobody's really talking about it. Yeah, we I lost mean, Green Bay. Well, the good thing they brought. Well, I say it's important that they brought in Tom Clements because that's a, that's that could be a whisper too if Aaron stays because he knows him. They have history. Um, I think that's a benefit there. Um, and then to the wide receivers coach, I think that is a prevalent room. If they don't have the right coach in that room, if Devontae Devonte here or not, it doesn't matter. They got to make sure they got to get those guys to play. You know, they got to get well, those guys to make routes, catch the ball, understand their their importance of getting off the one on one man coverage and getting open. Say, look, I'm going to get I got to get open. It's not I'm going to get uh, hopefully going to get open. No, I'm going to be open. Throw them, throw me the ball type of situation. So they got to have so a my, coach to mo- motivate guys to do that. My favorite wide receivers coach I've been around is a guy named Sean Jefferson. Sean was a – I played for the Patriots. He's a, he's a bad dude, man. Sean Jefferson. Yeah. He's his, Van Jefferson's dad. Oh, he's, okay. He's, yeah, yeah. He, he's all kinds of awesome. And what I loved about him was he was an, he's an ex-player. And so it was about the routes. It was about the details. But yeah. it was – he spent a ton of time making sure these guys would block. Right. Because I mean, I'm pretty sure pride New that, England – yeah, New England yeah, that was something important. The pride that, that that his guys take in finishing their blocks, like breaking long runs, doing all the dirty work, like being mm-hmm. a complete player. I love that. I love guys like that. Um, and you see, you know, we've been around the league. You see some wide receivers coaches that are just about, hey, we're running routes, we're doing our jobs. Right. You know, they're not as detail oriented. You got to find a guy that's detail oriented, especially because as we'll talk later, you might not have Adams. Lazard's out. Uh, Lazard could be out. MVS could be out. Like you, ha- you could have a completely different room. You're probably not going to, but you could have a completely different room. True, true. Because if you don't have guys that are willing to put that extra work in at the other stuff, the other details, like you mentioned, yeah, then it's uh, you got a guy that just wants catch balls. That's not the. Mm-hmm. If it's not your your scheme of offense, mm-hmm. then yeah, and we already know the Packers got a run game. Um, playbook in their offense with AJ and Aaron Jones and we'll get into the restructuring of those guys to keep everybody try to keep the same nucleus of players here coming up <clears throat> on the roster so and then we got uh, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark uh Carter Lewis is assistant quarterbacks coach um he's probably a you know I, I don't know who he is actually but I, I don't right. know how big of an impact he's gonna have in that room uh he's probably in learning mode and yeah. then Ryan Matthew assistant offensive line coach probably the same thing there I don't know who that is um uh, yeah. He's new. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's new. Um, I would, you know, I, it's too bad because you would hope in that position they'd bring in like a master technician. Yeah. So it's like what the Cleveland Browns did. They brought in Scott Peters, master technician. So they, so they, they develop guys like, um, like, uh, they're, they're right, they're right guard turns a white teller, turns it, mm. turns into an all pro, right? And they just, right. a lot of like the Cleveland staff will be like, yeah, Scott Peters, like, turn this, help turn this guy into an all pro. Because they, you know, all of a sudden the guy's a master technician. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice in positions like that to really bring in a guy who can add that value. Um, I don't know who this guy is, so maybe he is that guy. But I, I, 
I don't think that's the model just yet. Um, obviously, having Buckus there, I think he was there last year. That's a big deal. I think he's. I think mm-hmm. he coached at. Um, I want to say he coached at Illinois amongst, amongst other places. So he's right. got some experience right. as a head guy. Yep. So that's. I mean, the more people you have in a room, the more important it is that you have a really good coach there, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I say maybe who get, they got a good coach at the D line, Joe Jerry Montgomery. Um, I've crossed paths with him. So having him, that's important to that defensive line. Um, with uh, you got Lancaster, you got Kenny Clark. You have uh, a few other big guys in there that like to move. And again, a guy that was a former defensive tackle himself, ex-player, that understands the game and the details of the game too. Um, <clears throat> and I say for the position for me, that is like always a question mark, just because of the title. Um, like it's a pass game coordinator, a run game coordinator. I'm like, when I first started hearing that years ago, I'm right. like. It's relatively new too, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's like five years. New. It's like five years old. I've been hearing his name. I'm like not discrediting the person holding the job, but what, what, who, what, who was the first person to say, "Let's do you're the run game coordinator, you're a pass"? Because I'm like, you got an OC, you got a, you got an offensive coordinator, you got a head coach. Right. I think those guys two together work together to well, develop. You know what the they're doing, right? You know, you know how that started. How that? So I, I got an so idea. When, I'm gonna hear when, it, when an assistant, when an assistant coach was was being was threatening to leave to another team for a, 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 a like a, a lateral transfer. Correct. What you do is you put in a new title for the coach, like run game coordinator, passing game, whatever it is, right? Assistant to the head coach. And all of a sudden, now you can't go to another team unless you're now the coordinator or the head coach. Got it. Right? Because it's that not a promotion. Sense. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I was just wondering. Yeah, so the, I'm like – are they just doing something to get guys paid or what? What's what's the deal? Well, I'm uh, always doing something to get guys paid, but I, that's think that, I think that's the impetus for it, right? Yeah. So let's let's talk off season and let's talk let's talk kind of the so already we were a ton of money over the cap. We still a are I think we're 30, like thirty point four million over the cap, but they did restructure uh, Bakhtiari for nine. They saved nine point two million. Mm-hmm. Uh, they restructured Aaron Jones for three. Kenny Clark for about ten point eight. So now we're about we're you know right around kind of thirty million over. And we have big questions at Devontae Adams. We have big questions at Aaron Rodgers. But we also have some other big questions, man. So we want to play. Let's play a little game today. Yes, we're let's gonna, do this. We're going to keep it. Uh, it's off season. We got to keep it fresh. We got to keep yeah, it fresh. Well, off-season. we want to keep it clean, too. Because that, I, too. We, we got to keep it clean. We had, we had other words we want to talk about. But <laughs> cut, restructure, or keep, right? I'm going to go through. I'm not going to go through everybody, EG. Let's talk about a couple of these big names. So Devontae Adams, cut, restructure, or keep? Um, Keep. That's a keep. Mm-hmm. At, at all costs, right? If it's yep. just for the franchise on him, we got to do something. Exactly. Keep all right. Easy. E- easy one. Now, it will get a little bit harder now. Ready? Yep. Robert Tunyon. Ooh. Ooh. I say at the time of development where he's is, I say restructure. Okay. I, I, say I So, me personally, I disagree, and here's why, right? Okay. Because I think you need to go find a two-way tight end. Now, because he has the oh, Tunyon, Tunyon. You know what I was thinking? I heard run, Tunyon, Runyon. I was thinking the old oh, line. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking Tunyon, about. Robert Tunyon. So, yeah. Tunyon. He, it, now, he, he might take less because – I was still restructuring. I was still restructuring. I was still restructuring. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he and he might he might be a he might be a guy who's going to probably, you know, stay for a little bit less because he wants to play with Aaron and get his numbers up. Mm-hmm. Right? But yep. I'm not sure that um, – I'm not sure that I would try to go draft a good tight end. No. Vicky, a two-way player. I'd love to see a two-way player. 
I mean, I didn't watch a ton of college football when I did. I didn't see a whole lot of like guys, tight ends that were like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, and then like, like you see year. Kyle Pitts last year. Man. Like Kyle the, kid, Pitts yeah, probably, the kid from Florida went to Atlanta. Kyle Pitts. But he's he's a stud, but he's but, but he's a slot, he's a slot receiver. That's all he yeah. is. Right. He's a slot receiver. 245 pounds. He's a stud, but he's a 245 pound slot receiver. Exactly. Uh, all right. So so what about Kevin King? So this is probably not cut, but it's so these are all free agents or restricted free agents. So it's we should call this release restructure Pete. Right. I would say probably a Definitely a possible release and then restructure it, bring him back in. Um, and again, nothing against him as a human being, but just what his production was on the football field, basically. Right. Because we, because there's some other guys on here. What about Shannon Sullivan, for example? That right. Are, is, is in the same boat. So we want to keep him restructured. What do we want to do? Um, Shannon Sullivan, I'm trying to remember. DB, right? Or, yep. Yep. I think um, you just answered your own question. <laughs> yeah, didn't do a whole lot. So an unfortunate release. And then maybe restructure if he wants to come back, basically. All right. Okay. So then let's go to the obvious, the, the Rasul Douglas. What, what do we what do we do there? Because is he like is he that guy? Because you got to remember his his path to success in Green Bay is very bumpy, right? Yeah. So some guys, Arizona. sometimes you guys just catch lightning in a bottle, and he just has this amazing year. Do we think that he has? I mean, he showed a lot, right? And I'm, yeah, I, 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 I would say keep him. But there's always that other side of this coin where it's like, did he was he a flash in the pan guy or is he a guy? Because so like that, the, a lot of people missed on him. Yeah, I would say keep as well and just see, you know, if the proof is in the pudding, if it'd be a consistent year two, you know. So I'm okay with going keep there. Okay, so he's undrafted free agent, so he he got paid about a million dollars this year. I mean, you have to pay him a significant amount more, but we have to find a way to do it. Makes sense. Correct. All right, here's a couple ones. What about? Uh, I think Devondre Campbell, let's not even talk about. We got to no, get him back, right? Yep. Okay, so Lucas Patrick. Back. Lucas Patrick is probably a backup on this team. Offensive tackle? line, but he's a yeah. Uh, Lucas Patrick. No, so that's Dennis Kelly. He's up too. Lucas yeah. Patrick played center, played right guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a player right on this team. I, I think he's probably, when everybody's healthy, he's a backup, but he's the first backup in, in a lot of positions. True. I mean, playing everywhere, you know, musical, musical lineman this season and was able to play at every position okay for the most part but definitely i say a restructure keep yeah i right. think you gotta keep him right I yeah think you, what about dennis dennis kelly was here so dennis kelly right tackle stepped in this is yeah. the one where we're at the end of the season we're like why is billy turner not playing right tackle against nick bosa what are we doing what are we doing what are we doing and it bit us pretty bad yeah um like with old lyman I say, basically, the way things went went with this year with the offensive line for the Packers, yeah. uh, you got to have a high priority with that. With guys having experience working together, which all these guys do, Patrick Kelly and uh, Myers, all the other starters. So I would say keep here as well. Okay, yeah, and and honestly, they're not coming. He's not going to cost that much, right? No, I mean, no. I know it all adds up, but there's you know, we, we start looking down the line here. We can talk about you know Randy Ramsey you know Chris Chris Barnes is up this year that's a that's a tough one cuz you you're going to you're going to pay Campbell so you might not be able to bring Barnes back right of course he's an exclusive Wonder. rights guy so he's, he's exclusive a, rights yeah man, he's so a thumper. so yeah I, we love him right we we yeah. loved him all year it's just it's yeah. there's some of these guys that stuff okay here's a tough one what about uh MVS i was just that was the one i was looking at and like ooh um because obviously speed guy was injured this year um it's been around obviously for what for this is fifth fourth year fifth year coming up. Um, mm -hmm. This one's a tough one only because when he's healthy he's a problem for defenders. Yeah. When he's in there, he when he was stretch. in there this 
yeah, he stretches the field very, very well. Uh, gets north very fast, and in, in, in his production and his catching the ball got better year over year. It just that now is the, the question mark is can he stay healthy? Um, because he's been beat up the last couple of seasons, so it would be. Whew, we doing a cut. I say definitely restructure, definitely a restructure if we can, if there is area for to restructure him. If not, I'll say restructure. Restructure. I'm there with that. Well, Lazard's a restricted that. free agent, so we could you can kind of kick the can down the road with Lazard. I, I think he's the guy. I mean, for me, he's the guy who's going to get the next contract after Devontae, like the big contract. I, I, if he develops, you know, another year of development with Lazard, I think he's the guy. I mean, that's just my observation. Mm. Um, just because he he does so much for their team in the run game, he's he's he was a big play receiver. Like he he just has a lot going for him. But I I don't know if. Uh, you know, it's this is a this is you know ultimately we're looking at it. We go, what are the real question marks? Because Equinemius is St. Brown's that we're probably just release him, right? It's true. Find and try to draft yeah. another guy. Yeah. And when I think when we look at this, the thing that's difficult is you have to you, you have to keep Adams as long as Rogers is there. You have to keep Adams. Yeah, if Rogers sure. or if Rogers leaves and it's maybe like sign and trade Adams away to somebody else. We talked about this before. Like yep. do the guy do the guy right. He's done a lot for your organization. Don't don't put him here to play with Jordan Love for three years and until that guy gets his feet underneath him. Right. Correct. But for a lot of these players, you start looking at guys that are probably going to command some money. Um, like Robert Tunney is going to command some money, even with an ACL, people are coming Definitely. back to that in six months, right? So he's going to command four, five, six million dollars, right? That's yeah. that turns into a a, a big ask. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Devondre Campbell is a, it played out of his mind, and I think he's like I think he's legit. I think guy's an absolute unit. I think the hard part is middle linebacker is one of those positions now where it's like how much do you want to play your middle linebacker, and how durable is your middle linebacker? It's I mean it's yeah. Questions. It, it it it's 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 hard. Um, I think when well, he was fine, he was healthy most of the year, though. You know. Oh no, he was, he's a he's a look, yeah, he's a guy. Him. We, yeah, we want him, guy. but it's I I just think it's I I just think that part of it is difficult because you have so you're already thirty million over. You're talking about fifty million a year for Rogers. You're talking about twenty million a year for for Adams. For Adams. Right. So and you're yep. just going and listen. We can talk about how to spread it out. You know, avoidable years. Blah, it's blah, tough. Blah, blah, blah. But it's just really, at some point, you know, we, we can we'll talk about it later with salary cap. It's kind of a it's kind of a joke, but you do have a lot of guys on this team that are are very deserving of more money. True, true, and and that's the part where I refer to Tom Brady when he was in New England, and somewhere along the way, he and Bill Belichick had the conversation of if you we give you this amount of money then we'd be able to do this, this, and this on defense and or year over year or midseason. We can make trades. We can bring in linebackers, DBs, wide receivers if you need a guy. If you take this salary, though, you got to stay here. You got to stay home. Yeah. This is your home. You can't go beyond $20 million. I think that was his annual was $20 million. He was making, but Bro, he was making $12 million for years. Right, right? right. Like, $12 million. Even, even, yeah. even, 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 two more, even more to my point because he yeah. having that conversation with one of your top players telling them that, your money affects the team by this is why and how. And I think that conversation then tells a player, okay, if I'm really serious about that life of winning a Super Bowl, winning a division year over year, being a solid contender, then I might have to give a little bit in this department. And still football, football, I can still do my my yardage, you know, my stats, my whatever gets me to the Pro Bowl, things of that nature. That has to be 
not the number one priority. It's about winning games. The number one stat is winning games, winning the division, getting to the playoffs, getting through the Super Bowl, stuff like that, and winning. So it's just getting players to understand that um, and feeling still that they have value and not feeling that they're getting taken advantage of. I think that's that's the conversation that obviously a lot of, thir- of 32, 31 GMs and uh, the Packers would like to do with players if they could get that understanding now that, boom, it's the ideal. It's a perfect world, but obviously we're not we're not dealing with that you know, in, in most situations. So do you think, do you think Tom Brady does that if his wife isn't making $40 million a year being the world's most famous supermodel though? You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty special situation. for yeah, Exactly. I'm 12, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard for me to think like Aaron Rodgers. we talked about it, dude, no matter how much money he asked for, he's worth probably three times as much. True. And I say no to your question. I say, so no, he probably would have been more like Aaron, right? Yeah. You know, and Giselle's not, you know, I don't have Giselle, where Giselle's not making that money. You know, she got dumped off or whatever. She's not this big front time supermodel. She didn't probably know there's a potential. It, no, it there. just, it, 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 like, it really does, I think, change, honestly, changes the it dynamic. Does. It does. But, uh, I mean, that's a luxury. Yeah. <laughs> more ways than one, my friend. More exactly. ways than one. Exactly. What, what's, hey, so what's on your, uh, if you, do you have anybody on your wish list? Like if you or any position where we're like, all right, we just need to upgrade here. Man, I would say I don't know names right now, I'll be honest, but I'll say position wise, bringing in finding a guy affordable, obviously, in this situation, because the cap is to, you know, what it's all blown out of proportion Um, up front. So O-line bringing in a, a dynamic player, a solid player. That, could, that basically does his job. So, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter the position on the line, center, guard, tackle, it doesn't matter. But bringing that guy, if it's a tackle, obviously that's priority because of what they are, how important they are to the offensive line. But then they're all important. But having that, that either right tackle, left tackle, or a center guard, free agent that can come in day one and that's our guy. And that would be start. Yes, for sure. Where's he, but where's he starting? That's the part that. As a scout, you gotta find okay. Does he, you know, is he, you know, what's he's done in his previous years as a player? Has he, has he developed? Can, does he, can he fit this scheme right away? You know, where no, is sorry, he at? Ag, but who's he starting over? That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah, no, that's line, that's not that's my healthy. that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Looking at what he knows coming in, how can he, you know, is it an age thing? You know, is it something like he has a little bit more years experience, or he played on better coach teams previously to say okay, he could start over uh, Yashman or um, or Yash, I mean, and uh, or Kelly or somebody like that. Myers, obviously, that's a that's not an argument there. He's a guy that's going to score. Yeah, okay, so you get, but you got Bakhtiari, Elgin Jenkins, Myers, <clears throat> probably John Runyon Jr., who's making eight hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? And if he's making more next year, whatever he's making, it's peanuts compared to what he's worth right now. Correct. And, Correct. and and Billy Turner's making like three million bucks, or you know, eight. No, sorry, he's making a lot more than that. He's making like eight million bucks. But he he's a, he is a very very good NFL right tackle. Mm-hmm. So so I you know you start looking at that's why the Patrick thing is kind of interesting, right? Right. Because you're basically going is the guy that we're willing to pay X amount of dollars for out there is he better than Patrick or like I would say for your for your comment I'd be like okay let's go find a really good backup swing tackle because I'm not sold on Kelly. Correct. Me me personally. Just because of his height. I think his height's a problem. 
Too tall? People get underneath him? Or? Yeah, man. It's like you watch yeah. Nick, Nick Bosa. Like we, yeah. I said it before the game. I was like, if if it if it goes, if they're going to put Kelly over there, Nick Bosa is going to leverage him all game. It's just his plays with too high a hip height. Like you have to be an incredible bender. Like John Ogden. John Ogden was an incredible hip yes, guy. Yes, he was. So he That's could play at six foot seven, six nine with the with, with the afro, right? Like he could play at that height. <laughs> yeah. Right? Plus he had the arms that could like he could take. He was long. Yeah, man. So so you have to have that that. That body type, that that movement mechanics. Otherwise, it's really tough to play against good leverage players at six foot seven, six foot eight. It's just hard. Right. I under, and I understand that. That's just leverage. I mean, you know, obviously learned that as a kid of football. But yeah, that's where I will go into is O line because I know the game. I mean, you know the game like I know the game. You know, it, it, it starts in the trenches. It's between the big guys up front, offensive, defense, alignment. I um, mean, but then it goes off from there in terms of you know who you got a quarterback, wide receiver, or running back. And defenders, you know, linebackers, D linemen, you know, linebackers. It's after after that, after you get past alignment, then it's kind of variable in terms of who's at the position. What about what about <clears throat> safety? You like Savage? You want to keep Savage? Um, that's the only position on defense where I'm like, maybe? it's a question mark for me. It's a, it's a it's a looking back. I say definitely restructure because of watching his first second half of gameplay. So I don't say second half, December, going into the playoffs where he had plays where he just was re, like more reacting than being, you know, he was more being just an undeveloped player, not understanding the situation, losing losing tracking who he was defending, um, covering. If it was a man coverage to um, sitting in, I remember the one touchdown that I think 49ers threw, I know it was 49ers, but he was just standing in the end zone, not moving. And he should have been on a guy, and he just lost who he was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't make the switch. He just kind of stood in place. Which, as soon as I saw him stop moving, I'm like, "Oh, this is bad." Touchdown, you know. So those, you know, those things as a player development is like where I'll be like, you know, kind of thinking like, let's restructure, let's talk, um, let's look at who's available, or look at the draft, who's coming in from college football at that position. He's a guy that I would feel. Um, so I think you can coach him to be a, a better. Yeah, definitely. But I would, but I would say this: like, I think he comes in at a buck ninety-five, and I think that's a problem. I don't think you play in the NFL at safety, the kind of guy that you need to complement Amos and the rest of that that, that secondary. Like, I right. think you got to come up because you. I think you have to have a guy who's an alley blocker, the way they play defense, or an alley tackler. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I would. Bring he it. missed a lot. He missed a lot of tackles in there. You just kind of think like a two fifteen guy would look really good in that situation. Yeah. Right? Or at least I think it would look better. Like having a guy's a little bit more, I'm a downhill enforcer, right? We can kind of work this out a little bit differently in the alleys because that was the place where we got hurt when we got hurt in the running game this year. Yeah. Cause but, you got, yeah, you got that guy, that thumper coming in from 15 yards depth and laying a hat. That sends a message to the runners. That sends a message to the offensive coordinator, whoever's calling plays. Like, okay, we got a guy who's causing problems and he's faster than a linebacker. So we can't really, reach to him as an O-line, yeah. we can't, you know, go to second level because he's not second level. He's coming in from out that outside that area and able to make tackles or big hits and cause fumbles, things of that nature. So, yeah, I could I could see him picking up, trying to pick up weight or, you know, what he can do to get better in that aspect, but also in the game too, develop, you know, get with his coaches or something. That's what a coach and staff needs to see in this offseason instead of, you know, I mean, as they, you know, trying to go to combine and all that stuff. But remember who's in-house, develop those guys first. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing, the only the thing I'd say on the other side is I'd flip that and just be like, you know, we're talking about kind of the same area of the field where I'd really love to see a guy 
come in that can pl- be a two-way player at, at tight end. And I love Mercedes Lewis. I think he's a great blocker. But you'd love to be able to guy, get a guy, and there's not a lot of them out there right now. True. But there's some athletic tight ends that you can def- – so it for me, like technique and learning how to block really isn't that it, – I mean, it's hard, but you can do it really fast. It's yeah, the yeah. mindset of the guys coming in that they just think they're receivers, right? And I, I've been around a handful of these guys that are coming in. They're like, no, no, I'm a receiver. I, I, I catch the ball. I make plays. I make plays in the passing game. That's who I am. It's like right. if you're not willing to be that dirty blocker, then I I just I want to go find to a guy you. that can do that, right? Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. We just it's just such a weapon that guy teams that have it know what a weapon it is, know how and appreciate it. But we don't, as fans, like as the as the broader NFL, we always look at because of fantasy football. Okay, well, what is what is my my receiving tight end? Exactly. What's my receiving tight? And so we've we've kind of put this importance. Like Travis Travis Kelsey is a great example. Travis Kelsey's Probably a Hall of Fame tight end. He's yep. an excellent player. But by the standard that you and I think about tight end, we'd go, okay, Rob Gronkowski, is a, he's a better tight end. George right. Kittle, he's a better tight end, right? Because they can do both. They, they want to get grimy. It's fourth and one. They run behind those guys. They don't take them out of the game, right? right. So that's the kind of player we, I think I, I'd love to be able to see or just develop somebody with the right physical traits and then the right mindset and teach them how to block. Exactly. Exactly. So getting into the next topic here, we're going over to London for a little spot of tea. Yeah. What do you think, man? Are you, are you going? Listen, I lived in London. I just got asked to go literally this morning when it got announced. I, my phone started blowing up saying, you know, I work for the other travel companies doing Packer trips and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. if you want to come, I'll let them know about you. Um, oh, you, I'm tell, you tell them I'm in. I love it. All right. I'll let them know. Gonna, I, I think we should commentate the game over there. I'll be honest with you. We should. Oh, get, I know. I know some guys over there. Yeah, you were over there. there. Yeah, we can yeah. we can run a road commentary on this bloody game. It would be. You want to have a good time? Oh, goodness. I could sell that. I I could sell that. I could let yeah. y'all know. So they're part yeah, of that's, a exec, that's, executive. That's, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, put the word out. Amon and, and and Mike, we're we're going over to London to to do this. I could, game I could right. sell that with my, with John over at Executive Global Tours because I'm already going to watch Nebraska play Northwestern in Ireland in August of this year. So Nebraska's playing Northwestern in Ireland. <laughs> I, Did they forget yes. to bring Notre Dame? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was like. Ireland. Why are we not playing the Irish? Uh, so it is what it is. Hey man, I played. I played at Naval Academy. We played Navy Notre Dame in Dublin. Yeah, want to talk about a mismatch? <laughs> you think we had one fan? <laughs> right, right. Not one fan. <laughs> Not one fan in Dublin for the for the for the boys in in uh, military uniform. Nah, yeah, but yeah, I could. I'll put your name on the list. Gilbert, too. Santana. Those guys like to travel. Nah, but uh, headed into trench warfare, Mike. But uh, before you do, we gotta. Nice little sponsor. Let's talk here. about AG. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. Tell me. Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best, the best, best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do stays online and stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans started under $4 a month. I don't know if that's good, but it sounds good. $4 a month. That's, pretty, that's good. I, yeah, you won't even think about it, right? You just put it on your credit card and roll. Yeah. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. 
or use the code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plans, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Go for it. Get a lot, man. Trench Warfare is up, though. Trench Warfare, our favorite part of the show. Yes, it is. What you got, Mike? <clears throat> all right, so listen, all off-season talk right now. So what are the biggest – who do you think are the biggest impact players – for uh, obviously, we're not talking Aaron and Devontae. Biggest impact players for us next year. And I just try, I was just trying to think about what our rooms look like in the trenches, okay, given what the situations are. So, for example, offensive line, a lot of people are going, okay, well, you know, do we keep Billy Turner, right? right. What is that? We just we kind of talked about, it. do we want to bring another guy in? I think personally, Billy Turner's a, a, a not, I don't think he's a top echelon right tackle, but I think he's mm-hmm. in that next section of guys that you just want to keep around your building. He can play really any position. He's proven he can play guard and tackle. He can fill in. But he he's consistently played at a very, very high level for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Given the fact that we're going to make some assumptions that Aaron's coming back and all this, we're going to have reload on offense to go play, he's a guy that I think should absolutely be in the in the mix. Definitely. No, I agree because you got to have that guy, you know, a veteran, Knows the scheme, you know, has been healthy most of the time. And when he's in there, he's productive. He does his job. He gets the job done. Um, I'll say looking around, I said for me, <clears throat> um, I'm glad that they uh, restructured um, both. I'll say not both, but Aaron Jones for sure. Having him in the room, um, if you know, you know, I say if it wasn't for A.J. Dillon, then I'm like, okay, they, they got to, you know, maybe restructure or look to draft a guy. But having A.J. Dillon then has that that part of the game of the run game that is uh it's a it's a blunt force object you know coming downhill and they can mix it up with him and um Aaron, Aaron Jones coming in being the speed aspect from that he brings to the game and then AJ being more the hammer um so having that combination and able to have those guys for another year in the backfield i think that's beneficial that's huge yeah for sure and like for people who don't understand when we say like restructure on these deals in particular it's not like they're all they're really doing is taking base salary money and they're giving it to them right now, yeah. right? So they can, they call it a signing bonus or a bonus money, so they can now spread it over the rest of their contract. So if I was going to make a million dollars this year and I had a five-year deal, they can give me a million dollars in bonus, and now the cap hit is $1 million divided by five years, not $1 million divided by one year, right? So instead of $1 yeah. million, it's $200,000. That's oversimplification. That's essentially what they're doing now. That's how they create all this cap room. So it builds up over – if you do this a couple times, like – if you're on the other side of this as a player, you're actually licking your chops when this happens because your cap number is only getting bigger every single year. And mm-hmm. you, if you're a player, if you're a good player and you're you know you're in your prime and you want another contract, you want them to come to you and restructure because restructuring next year, like okay, you just moved another two hundred thousand dollars over to next year, but next year my base salary was you know three million dollars, so now it's three point two. It just keeps building up and up and up. About three yep. years into your deal. Now we have to do a real contract renegotiation or restructure that involves me getting paid a lot more. Otherwise, you're going to have to release me. And if I'm a good player, you don't want to do that. Exactly. That's where teams find themselves in a situation kind of like where we're at now. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so here's another one that we didn't talk about yet. And it's probably there's, there's two or three more that we didn't we didn't hit because I wanted him in trench warfare. But probably one of these two guys has to go, and this sucks. But because I think Preston Smith, it, yeah, it, I agree. Incredible season, and then but Zedarius. Didn't really play, but you know what kind of player he is. Came into the end of the year and, and just kind of picked up where he left off. So 
What do you think happens with the Smith brothers? Do we, I mean, what do we do given all of our other needs? What do you think? I think obviously they're going to be, but it could be a decision. It has to be a decision. You know, if they can't keep both, one has to go. And I think that one that may go, even though he played this year, he was healthy, was Preston Smith. I think he may go because the Darius, when he's in there, I mean, you saw in the playoff game, you know, off the back, all of a sudden, then he's like, but he had two sacks in that playoff game um, that they have before they played the 49ers. So he was a difference. And that is something that is more, I say, if you look at it over 16 games, 17 game season, when you got a guy that has uh, 10, 11 sacks for the season, which the Darius can do and has done, then that's going to be, you know, obviously turnovers, situations where they got the ball back or fumble, so sack strip fumbles that happen between getting those 12 or 13 sacks. That's where Zadarius value lies. Preston was more, he was, he had a great season, but it was more towards, you know, Pat run, run defending, getting in, getting in there defensively, or I say for the sacks when he could. And, you know, he didn't have a whole, he had, he had sacks, but not a big sack total. But when the situation rose, he was there. And then, uh, like I said, also helping out with the run game. Yeah, and I think for me, I, I could I could take either either one um, and be very very happy because I think they're yeah. both amazing players. Exactly. I think this a lot of this has to do with Rashawn Gary. What you think? Where you think his development projection is? Because there's a guy that can play the run in the pass. Yes. And Preston, I, and I'm not saying Z can't play the run. I'm not saying that at all. But correct. You have this proven commodity that can that you put in on first and second down that can play both in Preston Smith and he's a, I mean he like he's an elite level edge run defender. Like he's he an is. elite level. I don't know that anybody else is elite on that team, but he's an elite level edge run defender. So it's if that becomes a question of do you think that you're going to get the numbers with Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark and maybe they add a guy in the middle or is it is it something where like Z's got to be here because he could probably account for 12 and a half sacks a year. And we just, there's, we can talk about all the other things, but we know how important pressures and sacks are to the game. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's really tough. You're probably right, but uh, it sucks yeah, I mean, because I think Preston Smith had a great year. Yeah. They're both fantastic players. So it's, it's, it's like dealing with your kids. You're like, Oh my, I love them both. It's like, but okay. Which one got to get in trouble right now? You know, it's like that, but like you, you mentioned, <laughs> right. Uh, but talking which about one's in the will. Yeah, which one? <laughs> right. But talking about Rashad Gary, he's now a guy, I think, from a, if you're goody, thinking about some, you know, because you worried about problem. You 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 think about players. Uh, is that a guy I have to worry about or is a is a problem? And he's not. He is now developed to where, as we talked, we, we you talked about him all year long. He's like yeah. before midseason. I mean, before the first quarter of the season, you're like, he's a problem. You started saying that then, and every quarter, every game, you saw him doing something where he was dominating the tackle, defense, or offensive line guards, giving them fits. So now he's that part of the defense where the Packers be like, "All right, we're good there." <laughs> you look at that position, you be like, "Okay, we're we're good there," you know. And we know injuries and all that, obviously, but barring that, we're good. So we could just now focus on Preston and Darius and make a hard decision there. Basically. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, Dean Lowry could be a cap casualty, True. given the fact yeah. that he he had a great year. He probably had his best season um, for sure. But you could, I, you know, we can all kind of make the argument that a really, really well coached guy can come in and, and maybe not have as good a year, but replicate something very similar. Whitney Merciless came in. I thought, you know, when he was healthy, 
did a lot. And I, I've watched him with the Houston Texans for the last couple of years. He's he's a you know he's a uh, he's a guy that you want to have on your team if he's healthy. He's a good player. Uh, but he, you know, he might be, he might not be back next year as well. Um, and all this again, this is kind of why that Devondre Campbell thing was kind of a, it's a hard deal because right. I would make the argument that he was the defensive MVP, but I could also make the argument Campbell. that yeah. I might, yeah, but I could also make the argument that like, I want to keep Preston and Zadarius Smith over him. I, I could make that argument. You know what I mean? It's true. Like, it's really good. tough. Be good because yeah. I mean it's two to one, but you got some of the two best defensive players right there versus yeah. a guy, you know, Devon J. Campbell. Nothing, nothing against them. It's just if you're looking at the numbers, it's two. You got two great guys here, and one guy that's just it's just one. That's it. Yeah. That's and it's nothing about his play. It's nothing about his personality. It's just he's outnumbered with two great players that they brought in three years ago. That every year, barring injury, they showed up. Preston Smith showed up every year. Zayre Smith, barring injury, showed up when he was out there on that field. It was a difference. I wish I hadn't done the research to know what kind of contract a guy like Devondre Campbell could command after that year. Um, you know, I would imagine. I mean, he was he was by all accounts he was elite. And yeah, and a his leader. Physical his physical stature and his the way that he moves his you know everything suggests that he's not going anywhere. Right, he's only going to get better. He's he's just he found the right system. Sometimes this happens. This happened to Evan Mathis. Guy got drafted in Carolina when I was down there. He mm -hmm. he was a journeyman for like six years, and he found he went up to Mud in, in Philadelphia. He was like a three time uh, All Pro. You just you you find the right guy, and all of a sudden it clicks. And it's like man, I'm I'm this is me now. This is my life. And right. so he's probably going to be good for the next couple of years. And it's a position that we've struggled to find a real answer for for it seems like forever. Uh, I mean, really, since Nick Barnett, you know, you think about all the way back then, you know, with right. Clay, because Clay, they, they put Clay there because they had to, you know, yeah. and and you just they haven't had a guy like him, and as long as I can remember, yeah, he so, feels uh, like a thumper, like Bernardo Harris was. I don't know if you remember Bernardo Harris. Oh yeah, I remember Bernardo. He was here in my first, definitely my first year, if not 01 as well. So definitely. Hey, so do you think, like, bottom line, when we look at this team? Do you think this team needs to improve talent-wise, or could we just stay the same? Like, could we just bring the same team back and just kind of fix some of this process stuff, like fix our special teams, maybe do some situational awareness stuff in in um, in practice, or or get some you know some uh, some more yes, I guess situational awareness stuff in or situational football stuff. So we we we're having postseason miscues. We're winning the you know we're winning the MNC North next year probably regardless. Right. We're going to be we're going to have a home field advantage in the playoffs. We've got you know they were in a multiple NFC championships. Like you start pointing at all this stuff, it's like do we just need to? Is it, is it a position or is it just like we got to get our process a little bit better? You got to get the process better. Um, the talent. If you could keep the same talent, the only problem is that like what we we're talking about before this this question is the salary cap. But outside of you take salary cap away, no salary cap problem. Same nucleus of guys. This team is a solid team to go where all those places you just mentioned. So working on those miscues, developing the mental mindset to understand, okay, we got to have concentration and focus at these moments in the game. At this moment in the game, we can't let the ball uh, kick off, go out a bounce when you touch it and you step out of bounds. You can't do that at the five yard line. That gives us for one terrible field positions. Our percentages of scoring the ball offensively go down if we don't get past the 20 yard line. So it's those little things, you know, working on those little mistakes is just then it's that 
just just sitting time, sitting down, breaking down film in the offseason once the you know mini caps start coming up after the draft. That's that's that. And that would be the um I say that would be the ideal situation. You could get that where you know what, this is how far we're away. And it's just inches. It's just literally inches when you lay it down on the on a piece of paper. We have these few plays here. We change these plays to where we're thinking better and we're re- reacting better because we know better than we're in the we're in the Super Bowl and we're gonna win the Super Bowl, basically. Yeah, just put yourself in a position to be successful. John Kuhn with the you know all-time great Packer fullbacks, he, he had said something about the 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 last game and how it's like it's not on the coaches, right? It's on it's on the players for making, yep. you know, they made some mistakes in the special teams that just aren't made. He and he you know has a lot more experience in special teams than you or I do, but um I, I don't disagree with his statement in that in that moment, but I think as a as an organization, when you have cumulatively you have the problems that they did, you need yes. to start going, okay, process wise, we have to change a little bit, right? Because this wasn't just the last game of the season. It just happened it was to be all the last year. game of the season because of those situations, team. right? Yeah. Right. For special team, it was all year long. So we're headed over to get let's get off my lawn. All right, headed over to get off my lawn presented by Athletic Green. So tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. And so with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, uh, adaptogens, which I've never heard of to reading this right now, Mike, just to put that out there. Adaptogens? To start, <laughs> sounds like to a, start, it sounds like that's what the Spider-Man virus was. Exactly, to start your day. So I just want to put that out there. There are a special blend of ingredients, gut health, uh, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and it fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar, which is great because, you know, I think 12 grams of sugar, anything above 12 grams is not good for you. And in no chemicals or artificial anything, which also I love about this. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop and a cup of water every day, Mike. That's it. Athletic Greens. Check it out. And so it is easy to make. Athletic Green is going to give you a you a one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D, which everybody needs. Well, you get a lot enough of it. You're in the sun down there in Texas, Mike. So and uh, and then you get five free travel packs with your first purchase. This is all a good deal here. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Believe again. Athleticgreens.com slash believe. So try to do i'm gonna try to do what you did last week this statement has now uh been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease athletic greens take ownership of your health bam excellent (laughs) excellent all right thank you thank you so getting into this salary cap issue that's always a team's problem and we in get off my lawn so everybody that tunes into this show we know what that means so what is you got to kick off your line in terms of salary crap, Mike. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, salary crap, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's unbelievable. It's salary cap. <laughs> I didn't even try to do that. Yeah, you said yeah, it's, it's subliminal. Yeah, it just uh, happened. It, it's it's such a it's such a talking point right now, and it's always a talking point. And you go on, you go on ESPN, you go on Twitter. It's salary. God, I can't do this because it's salary, dude. How many teams? Start the off season thirty million over. We were fifty million over, dude. We are. Think about this now. The Packers were $50 million over. They have a quarterback they might pay $50 million a year to. And they have a they have an all-pro wide receiver that they're going to pay whatever the all-pro wide receivers get paid. Let's, say, 20 million? let's just say 20 because I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be 20. Yeah. So we're talking somewhere between 60 and 70 million in two players. Okay. 
And they're talking about salary cap issues. I guess that's what we have to say. But the point is, look how easy it is to get under the salary cap if you have to. I mean, and you are kicking your can down the road, and eventually somebody's going to have to pay the piper, but eventually you're not going to have your, your star player. Eventually you're not going to have your star quarterback, your star wide receiver. You know, your team's going to have to reload. The, the difference to me is some of these places have the ability to draft and develop late-round talent because mm-hmm. what, do you, what happens if you have, like, salary cap issues, right? You probably traded away first-round picks, second-round picks, or you, you've probably – you've probably turned that draft capital into human capital with, with different players or veteran players. Right. Yep. Right. The ability to draft and develop at the younger stages is really what's going to get you through the salary cap issue. It's, it's not about, um, it's not about necessarily being able to get under the cap. It's like when the, when you have to pay the Pied Piper, you got, you got a real, real problem. Unless you can you can take those third day picks like third round fourth round fifth round guys draft them right. well. Yep. And, and how I looked at this a couple of years ago, I remember talking. I remember just before Ted Thompson had passed, got, got rest his soul, and he was having you know the issue of bringing Aaron in, Van Jordy back, and Greg Jennings. And so it's like it's like basically how I looked at it relationship relating to paying bills. Now I remember before Ted had passed and before he, you know, stepped down as a GM, it was having little issues back then with Aaron and they had Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings. They had, all, you know, James Jones, they had all these big name receivers. And then I just kind of look at it. It's like, like, okay, for example, paying your bills per month, that's pretty much salary cap, you know, management. You're dealing with, okay, what bills needs to be paid first. If you don't have your house paid off, obviously priority number one is pay the mortgage. Then the car, you know, then the car notes and then insurance for the cars and all that. So looking at your roster is like which 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 player is priority in terms of payment. But then also, what can we do ourselves in house? Like you said, with the players and developing those players, that's coaches saying that's saying to the coaches as a GM, do your you know, just coach them up. You know, if you get this player to get his to full potential, then you got a pro. Then we're gonna have another year or two. We'll have a Pro Bowl linebacker, center, guard, running back. If you want to put the time in with that coach, and I know, and not not nothing. You know, I say I'm obviously I'm not a player now, so I can't speak of coaches coaching today. But I know the coaches that I had in my you know for running back, those guys were developing us. I remember Edgar. I remember Sly. I remember Kippy Brown when I first got here. But even the few guys I had in Seattle, they were take they would see something in me. Or other running backs, it's like, okay, we could, we're going to put this package in because you can do this. We saw you do something in practice, and now we're going to develop that. And then you could do that to a linebacker. Oh, I saw you, how you hit the hole, you know, on the ET and how you read the coverage. That it was, you know, it was a route coming to you, and you you, you, you covered that running back like this. So then you develop packages because you see something that a player did not show you before. So then you're doing it yourself in-house. And that was, i say, a big thing that, like I mentioned with Ted, they like to develop those third round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round talent. Then obviously, and how that does, it saves you money in the end. And like you were like you like you were you started this conversation. It's it saves for then salary cap is not a problem. And then you have that excess of money when you need to spend it for the top players when those are the special players like Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. So it's just you know, that's how I kind of always looked at the salary cap. I say if you do in-house work, you fix the stove yourself, you fix that light fixture yourself. If you're somehow got a plumbing background and fix it yourself, boom, you save a couple of bucks here. Then when you have to do a full restoration of the kitchen, you know, that means you got to bring in a whole nother offensive 
you know, scheme, that means linemen, receivers, then you could go in the draft and like, all right, boom, this is what we're going to spend money or free agency. We could drop this money here because you know what? We have all this surplus because we did it ourselves. We developed talent in-house to now make this team competitive. And that's, I say, part of that is kind of out of Bill Belichick's playbook because they had a lot of players, guys you really never heard of, but then all of a sudden they're Pro Bowl, you know, all pro, defensive player of the years, whatever, players, and then they're winning games. They're winning conferences and Super Bowls. So just have that roster now that they're not broke. They're always ahead of the cap. And they, you keep it, always keep an eye on that cap. I say that's one thing as a GM. You keep it. You're looking at the team, the current roster, but you always peeking at who's coming up, who's going to be, you know, who's coming up at the end of the year, things of that nature. So you make sure you know where you're at. Stuff out. The only thing I was going to add to that, man, yeah. is you and I play positions that um, that we you can draft and develop talent, right? You can get you can get second round, third round, fifth round, especially offensive line. Like yeah. we, we, if you look at the Packers, it's like what have they done the best over the last, I don't know, 15 years? They've found guys that aren't first round picks and turned them into like really, really good linemen, right? Like, exactly. I think you, you could argue that since we were there with like the group I was with, and then you look at the group with TJ and Sit and, and Josh, and, and obviously Bakhtiari is still there. And then you even look all the way up till now with Corey mm-hmm. Lindsley. Now you got, you got all this, these new guys, they're going to have to develop them. It's a, it's a different group, but they're you know, certainly on their way to you're looking like, okay. This that wasn't a powerhouse group last year, but that has a lot of they have a lot of room for growth, and mm-hmm. they prove that they can play at a high level because they are developing talent. They're doing a really good job bringing in the right kind of players with the right mindset that are willing to work and go get after it. They just have to go now be able to do that with some of these other positions. Exactly. All right. So now we're getting into a little bit of baseball. We don't, or if we're gonna have baseball, we got all sorts of little fun stuff going on in that conversation there. So, so here, here's what's crazy about Yeah, here's what's crazy. So they lock. So the owners lock him out, and I'm not even a baseball fan anymore. But here, here's what I do know: they play 162 games. Yeah. One of the points of contention in lockout is that they want to expand postseason. Sound familiar, by the way? Exactly. After 162 regular season games, you want to expand postseason? Are you serious? Right. Air play has decreased for four consecutive years. Okay, so pay is going down, and they make – I think their average is over $4 million a year. So it's like no one's starving. But what right. nobody – like what people kind of tend to forget is like if – it's a zero-sum game. So if, it's not like the pie – if the pie gets bigger and I'm getting 20% of the pie, that means you're eating 80. Right? So it, it doesn't mm-hmm. like – it doesn't really the, – the, the numbers seem astronomical to – Every the every fan and they should. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of money, but it's not like like from a player's perspective. By the way, the players like I read this article on ESPN.com. I don't know who wrote it, um, but it was a phenomenal article. And they just guy that makes the point. He goes, "Look, there's no Yankees without Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Mickey Mantle. Like you can sure. insert owner A into the into the equation, and baseball still goes on. If you go get the best players in the world, you have a good product. If you go get you know, the next wave of players, you'd have no product, right? Lockout doesn't work, right? Or go getting like scrub players or scab yeah. players, what they used to call them in the NFL, doesn't yep. work. Nobody will watch them. I don't even know how people watch it now for 162 games. They want to expand postseason. But it's just kind of – it gets to the point where, first of all, we're always going to side – I think you and I probably say we're always going to side with the players, right? Because we want right. to see the players get, get what they deserve and get what they're working hard for and that whole thing. Exactly. But it, right now, it just seems like – 
in this situation, these owners are are like they bully, they threaten, they put out things in in uh, in the media, and they're just trying to create this like it's almost like they're hiring lobbyists for DC, right, or something where yeah. they're trying to create this narrative for like players being selfish. It's like, what are you talking about? Salaries decreased for four years in a row in a game that's expanding. Like that makes it all, the whole thing makes zero sense, man. It's just it's tough to it's tough to remain a fan of of things when the people that you already know are the 0.0% of, you know, mm-hmm. 001% of 1% yep. are trying to uh, take advantage of what we all consider the people that we really look up to in that business, which are the athletes. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we want to emulate the athletes. Now the athletes might want to emulate the billionaires, but we want to emulate right. the athletes, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for us as football players, this is not far from what we've been through. We understand you know this and it's just like like you said the first part for me too is it's like you're trying to expand games i mean you're paying over a, you're playing over 100 games already and i didn't even know the fact that their salary was going down over the last four years so that even that's new news to me but that obviously important news because then is that's the case what's what's the problem i say we need obviously i know i thought the players were just not coming in but when the, the owners are trying to lock them out like basically trying to play bully ball and, and force them into, you know, worrying about getting paid when if a player does their thing, then they, they don't have to worry, get paid. Everything's in the bank. But we understand some situations. But I think that's the the mindset the owners are maybe using. This is a, just my thought of it. And it's just it, it as fans of the game like you and I are you know, trying to hold on as a fan in the game. It makes it, you know, makes it not fun. It's like, come on, man. We just want to see the games played, And we already know the game. So play the pay the players. Be happy and just deal with your budget. We just talking about this with NFL team or the Packers in the salary cap. Deal with your budget. Is spending which has to the, happen. Which, by the way, is guaranteed. Like most of your budget is already guaranteed. Right, you're already getting paid. Like it's the biggest. It, it's it, it's one of the best gimmicks in the or not gimmicks. One of the best deals in the world. Hey, I'm gonna you pay this huge upfront cost, but sixty percent, sixty-five percent, seventy percent of your revenue is guaranteed every single year. You don't every have to do anything. TV's just gonna give you a check. Sound yeah. good? Yeah, that sounds you, great to me. You gotta, sell pop, you gotta go sell popcorn. Get some people in the stands to sell some popcorn. You get the rest of your money. Like, are that's you kidding it. me? Yeah, I mean, that's what I think where the ego gets into it um, of business people, businessmen and women, where they just want more. They, it's the greed and the ego. It's like, I run this. I want more. I want my players to do this. And if they don't do this, I'm going to do that. And then that's what creates where we're at right now with the Major League Baseball. But then obviously this happened in football, too, and NBA as well. You know, it's all the major sports because the owners feel eventually they're losing control. As um, some owners said in the NFL years ago, don't let the inmates run the, the, the prison. <laughs> pretty much i can't remember if that was jerry was jones McNair or, for the texans or, yeah, or mcnair was, for the Texans. i knew it was the texas yeah. owner i because remember if it was jerry yeah. or mcnair don't yeah, yeah. And that and, and that just tells you in that statement that gives you the mindset of of owners now obviously the nfl owners but you could just say that across the board to all professional sports and i say any business that has to pay out big checks to people they feel that they they can move their their asset their liability or in, in other words their liability I can move you I can bring somebody else in I'm like okay do that I'm Michael Jordan you can just gonna move me huh go ahead you know I, I'm Michael Jordan back to some of these star players is pretty large for each team right exactly so it's just like just do what you were dreaming about as a kid keep that mindset as an adult and then if you become that owner or CEO or GM 
try to keep that same mindset. Don't let people talk you into that 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 street or that area where you're feeling you got to own everything or you got to be the boss of everything. Then that's a problem. Um, that becomes a problem where, where we're sitting out here. I say, I don't know if you watch the TV series, uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. No. I say that even though it's a sitcom, it, it, it's, it shows, you know, everybody from the top level all the way through the bottom level to the, uh, to the guy that's like the equipment manager. His name is Nate, like red baddie for us. It shows if you take care of everybody, you're honest with everybody. Obviously, you know, this is, this is hypothetical. This is idealism. This is real world, you know, almost not real world, but like if it was a perfect world, Everybody from the top to the bottom will know what go, is going on with the, with, the, with the organization. They will have a say-so to a point, and then everybody will be heard. But obviously, we're not dealing with that. And that's why we have these problems, because people and then egos just get going. And it's like, ah, oh, you know what? We can't even talk right now. When you can't talk, that's a problem. And that's what the, what's going on with Major League Baseball. So definitely get off my line, because I love baseball. I could sit there and watch. I love watching no-hitters, because it's amazing. Yeah, you know, me too. I love it. Absolutely. I was like. I'm like seeing a no hitter happen. It's like this pitcher, you, 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 one or two pitchers just pitched a, a game where the guys barely touched the ball. Huh. It's like man, and it's not hard to hit a baseball. When, I was like, once you play the game like they are, it's not hard to hit a baseball. But when them got when pitchers do that, that's special. You know, the BC, to see it, to be a part of it, it is amazing to get a no to see and witness a, and, and be a part of a, a no hitter. So I hope they get their act together because I want some baseball in the summer. You know, I want this. You know, so other drama. Talking about get off my line. You want to see? Yeah, we have we have rolling right into a guy who who, <laughs> who played both baseball and football. Exactly. Tyler Murray's agent came out with a statement on behalf of Kyler Murray today, or this morning, or last night, in all caps. And <laughs> basically, I, I I've never. I didn't really even know, like when you're reading it, you're like, this can't be real. It, right. it can't. Nobody would Nobody would actually do this. He, uh, Kyler Murray is an NFL, one of 32 starters, yep. growing superstar in the league, incredible arm talent, questionable body language when things aren't going well. Let's just call it what it is, right? Yep. He's got some of that. He's got a little bit of that to him, which is being, being made more and more. Like you and I see that on the field. And I think a lot of people are now seeing that in the off the field activities. Yep. So he, so he went, I think he like washed his, uh, scrubbed his social media account of, of Cardinal stuff. And there's, you know, there's all these reports that kind of, it kind of shown him in a negative light. So then mm. he's trying to, he's trying to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping right now. Damage control. This guy yeah. comes out with a, a, a letter to Arizona Cardinals fans where he, says that Kyler wants two things to, you know, to be a Cardinal and to win championships. And then just says, it basically the whole thing is saying that he just, wants to it, yeah. <laughs> you're just going, I, I know that we live in a social media world and I know that right. like you and I are going to put this out on social media when we do it. That just seems incredibly irresponsible and silly. Childish is childish. The right word to use. I don't know. It's, it was, yeah. it was, I felt bad. I actually felt, bad for Kyler Murray like you've fallen pretty far whatever wormhole you're in right now like you must feel pretty bad to allow your agent to do this I mean it, it just it just shows it goes down my conversation I've had with my wife it's like why do people share stuff online why do they feel the need they need to put information of how they feel or like this information and and put that up for everybody 
Well, he's trying, just, public, he's trying to get public. He's trying to get public sentiment. That's what's crazy, I, I, though. But like, right, how I, would you I, think that is going to work? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I don't know. I mean, I, I read it. I read it earlier when I saw you have it in the run of show, and I read it, and I'm like, okay. I was like, obviously, just you know, just have seven. One person reads it and like, oh yeah, he's trying to actually let the team know he's all in for the team. But then, as players, we're like. Am I still am I in the matrix right now? Am I somewhere? Yeah. There's a glitch because I don't remember having these conversations on social media with my owners or 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 the people or the team negotiator. Um, I remember having conversations with my agent on the phone, just me and him, and then with the team, you know, be it Ted, they were my time. It was Ted, me and Ted having a conversation as a player, or Andy Brandt, Andrew Brandt, that was there too. Me and him having face-to-face conversations and not going on social media, but I say he's a victim of his demographic. He's a millennial. Millennials feel we got to tell everything online to let people know where we stand or who we are or what my decision is or how I feel about this sub this pointed subject. That's what millennials <laughs> feel like today. And I'm like, nah, bro. We're I'm, I'm, isn't that I, that's isn't my that business. One of the reasons you hire an agent though is because yes. it's almost like this you're there's you need to look, we all especially young athletes feeling invincible, feeling, you know, all the, all the kind of that comes with that, the bravado and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Is it the whole reason to hire an agent at this stage in the game where like contract information is public information now, right? Like it is. there's no secrets to be like, you could be your own agent now. It's not, is not it that is, isn't the reason to have an agent now specifically. So this doesn't happen. Basically. Right. So, yep. so everything does. So, your public image is kept um, at a very high standard because all the things that are going on privately between you and the team, the negotiations, the he said, she said, all stays kind of by itself, right? Isn't, isn't that mm-hmm. the whole reason to have somebody so you can deal with that, so you can keep your relationship at least publicly with your team on good standing? You can have this guy go in and do the dirty work. Yep. It, it, this is just yeah. – it just looks bad. Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this is where things are now. You know, this is the next level of disclosure, um, which I thought I would never see. Um, I say for me, just talking to the team face to face on my own privately is how I handle my business. And I'm pretty sure you did the same. You know, it's, it's, it's different, just- different, different time, certainly different players, quarterback yeah. positions, unique. Right. Even though you Very. start running back quarterback positions, unique. Yep. And but you were you know you were also never a guy where I turned the game on. I go, oh man, that kid's body language sucks. Like, no, right? Like that, that. It's kind of like it just sucks because he's so talented, man. And you're like, you you want to see talented guys? You know, it's like do you you have it? Like the lottery ticket is in your hand. All you got to do is cash it in. And then you see like there's a lot of red flags regarding personality. And I don't know the guy at all. I'm just talking about what you see on on tape. Mm-hmm. Right. And then now what you see in the off season is like red flag, red flag, red flag. Golly, man. Like yeah. just go be how about you just go be the best version of you? Let's just see yeah. what that looks like and let, yeah. let let all the rest of it go. Exactly. I mean, somebody I think somewhere along the way, it got planted in his head that he, this was a good idea, you know, or this was something <laughs> that you should do as a pro. Somewhere in his somewhere in his conversation with somebody, a friend, family member, agent. Say, you know what, that'll be a good idea. Or that, you know what, you're a professional. That's what professionals do. They lay it out, you know, do it on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and make it to make it more serious. And I'm like, 
This is how we wanted to escalate a <laughs> confrontation with our team. Exactly. So, and it was already, like you said, problems going on. So, anyway, that's the end of the show. We got that part ending off. Get off my lawn, Kyler Murray. Hope you figure it out. Hope everything does work out for you in the long run. But we, we got to wait and see, just like yourself. But uh, everybody tune in here for the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. You can uh, follow us wherever you download podcasts. And you can uh, download – I mean, I'm sorry. You can give us feedback, review us, give us the review. We like those. That will help us get better. Um, you can find me on social media at amongreen30.com. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And, Mike, let people know where they can find you on social. Yeah, Michael 68 on Twitter, process to perform on Instagram. And, of course, guys, don't forget, now we are going to start an, uh, a Mike and Amon uh, Packers in UK. We need campaign. We need like a TV show, comedy campaign. We need to do commentary. It's like something needs to happen. Let's say, hey, let's let's start a movement here. We'll do it. I'm going to let John know it, executive. <laughs> this is on. We got, we got, it's in what? This game, so fall, it'd be September or October, the game would be. So I don't know. It's at Tottenham Stadium. It's going to be, listen, so incredible March, stadium, April, May, incredible venue. Yeah. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. AG, we can do the game from the pub. I'm not, True. I, you, know, you misunderstood me. Let's do the game. For, I know the pub will go to. Don't worry. I got yeah. it all figured out. I know. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm following <laughs> you on your coattails. I'm like, where are we going, Mike? Okay, I'm following you, bro, because you were there. I know you were there for about a year or two. So, yes, I'm excited about that. So, everyone, again, thank you for tuning in the podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.